0: Isn't it good, standing up and sitting down. Uh, One of the conversations we had right at the start of this year um, is what it looks like for us to be a witnessing community. And these were three of the pictures that we used about that. What does it look like for us as individuals and as a community to be an outpost of God's kingdom? That when people come into contact with you or come into contact with me or come into contact with with, uh, an activity or an event going on in the life of this church or a ministry of this church, are they coming into contact with the culture of God's kingdom as well as this picture of a lighthouse? What are we communicating uh, to the community around us? And then nets and crews that Jesus promises that he will make us uh, fishes of people. And where do we plug in? What, what's the crew that we're part of? What are the nets that we're involved in? And we're, we're going to split the talk into two halves this morning. We're going to get up and sing and do communion in minute and then I'm going to talk some more after that. And it's going to be interactive. This morning, you are going to pray for someone sitting near you. Okay? We don't do interactive often, I know. Often it's talking head at the front of the room. But this morning's going to be interactive. I'm going to give you two reasons that we're going to do this. All right. Um, reason number one is this. This is from Matthew's Gospel. Uh, You're familiar with the Great Commission. Let me just read these verses. From verse 16, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Out of the eleven, there's still some doubt. Verse 18, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Now, if you've been in and around Christian Christianity and churches and, and sermons and Bible teaching for any length of time, you've probably had someone explain That here in verse 19, where it says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. The most important word is not go. The command in that verse, as we understand it, is actually not go. This is where it's interesting converting from an ancient language to modern day English. A better translation is, therefore, as you are going, make disciples. That's the command. Make disciples. As you are going, as you are doing your thing, as you are being yourself, as you are in the place where God has put you, as you are doing the things that God has put in your hand to do, go and make disciples. And so over the last 18 months, two years as a church, we've been talking about what is a disciple? We want to be a complete disciple of Jesus. What does it look like? How do I support the people around me to be a complete disciple of Jesus? Who here has seen these pictures somewhere in the church? Anne has. Thank you, Anne, for making these pictures. Anne has seen these pictures in the church. Where, Where in the church do we have them hanging up? On the wall in the function room, so we have to walk past them. What on earth do they mean? Who here knows what one of them means? It's not a trick question because these are six different pieces of what we find in Scripture being a complete disciple means. That people make a commitment to Jesus Christ. There is a change of allegiance that happens. That people are baptized. We find this in the scriptures. That people join community somewhere. They connect in. That people are serving. That people are also living as sent ones and also are in partnership, sending other people. And people are sowing and growing faith in others. And here are some passages of Scripture. These are the outcomes that we find in Scripture for the life of faith. See, sometimes our definition of a complete disciple might be, I attend a Sunday service, I contribute financially, and I absorb information. Even though that's not what we see in Scripture, even though we wouldn't say that out loud, that can end up being our lifestyle and our practice where we go, oh, are you a follower of Jesus? Yeah. How do we measure that? Is it attendance and financial contribution and and processing of information? Or do we look beyond that and when we look at the Scriptures, are we able to see this is actually what the Lord has for us? Um, And I encourage you, take a photo with your phone or I'll probably put this slide up on the church Facebook page. Have a read through these passages of Scripture. I want you to have this in your head. One of the dilemmas that we have is that we can end up doing the first three of these and not doing the second three of these. They're kind of linear, kind of linear as we're growing in our faith. It is possible for a person to make a commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ, to get baptized, to join a community of faith, a church family somewhere, somehow, plugging in, and then basically just continue doing that, continue turning up, but maybe not grow into serving somewhere, maybe not grow into living as someone that God has sent to a particular place for a particular purpose, maybe not partnering with people for the sake of the gospel, maybe not actually sowing and growing faith in someone else. We see in in the world that God has created that the evidence that something is mature is that it can recreate life. The evidence that a plant is mature is that it goes to seed the evidence that you are not a child anymore is that you end up with the capacity to reproduce. That's, these are, this is the way that God has sketched the world out to run. But in the church, we can remove ourselves from that and go, oh, you know what, this is for evangelists and this is for people who have the gift of hospitality or this is for people who are Bible teachers. This is not for me. This is for every one of us. Jesus gives the same instructions to his disciples. Go and make disciples. As you are going, make disciples. It is possible for us to live being spectators or being passengers in someone else's faith journey. It is possible for us to look at the faith of those around us and go, wow, they are passionate or they are excited or they're going through something really hard and the Lord is ministering to them. Wow, that's really cool. That's that's fascinating. And functionally, we live as passengers or we live as spectators. So what we're talking about this morning, reason number one is this, availability. Are we prepared to accept that God has created us and gifted us and carved us out to be his representatives in very specific roles, in very specific places? As we have a look at this uh, picture of being sent and sending, I want to put a or word into your vocabulary. I'm going to ask you to pronounce this one for me, Stella. You knew that was coming. The Greek word up here. See, I say, I Kinonia. Everyone, we've, we've been practicing pigeon this morning. We can practice ancient Greek. Kinonia. The the Aussie way is, is often we go coinonia, coinonia. The f- the further north you go, the more nasal it gets. Koinonia. No. Often we have this picture that when we see this word in Scripture, it means fellowship. Oh, koinonia, it's fellowship. Oh, it's hanging out. When we see it in the Scriptures, it is always strategic. Paul uses this word when he's talking about a strategic relationship that he makes for the sake of the gospel. And again, in, in some of the dictionary definitions here, we see that it's partnership. It is participation. It is being deliberately involved. So as we come this morning to this idea of koinonia this idea of being a witnessing community that we are sent that we are sending when you stand up later on in this service and people pray for you we are praying that we are in partnership with you because there are people that you are going to talk to there are people you are going to witness to there are people where you're going to be there in the middle of the mess in their life and we want to support you as you do that We need to partner with you. We need to support one another. Okay? This is reason number one. We're going to come back and and get interactive in a minute. I'm going to invite Alicia to come up first, though, and we are going to have a time of communion. Are we going to do a song first? Okay. Song, then communion, and then we're going to get interactive. I don't think we've ever kind of chopped the sermon in half before. It's working so far. Reason number two, for those of you taking notes, is really quite simply this. This is uh, an excerpt from um, Exodus chapter 31, which I'm going to read through. We're going to talk about this for a moment. But the reason that we're doing commissioning this morning is because what you do day to day, week to week, in your occupation or in your retirement, with your friends, with your family, with your colleagues, with your customers, What you do matters, and what you do has an eternal effect. Exodus 31 says this, The Lord said to Moses, See, I have chosen Bezalel, son of Uri, the son of Hur of the tribe of Judah, and I have filled him with the Spirit of God. This is the first mention that we have in the Bible of someone sovereignly, powerfully, supernaturally being filled with the Spirit of God. I've filled him with the Spirit of God with wisdom, with understanding, with knowledge, and with all kinds of skills to do what? To make artistic designs for work in gold, silver, and bronze. Anyone here done some welding in the last 12 months? Yeah, good, hands up, hands up nice and high. Brilliant, biblical. (laughs) Verse 4, to make artistic designs for work in gold, silver, and bronze, to cut and set stones. Anyone smashed up some concrete in the last 12 months? Good, biblical. To work in wood. Anyone cut some wood in the last 12 months? Yeah, good. And to engage in all kinds of crafts. Anyone engaged in a, in a craft in the last 12 months? should see a whole lot more hands up. Craft group, I know you're here. Moreover, I have appointed Aholiab, son of Ahissamach of the tribe of Dan, to help him. God has chosen these people to work with their hands to help him. Also, I have given ability to all the skilled workers to make everything I've commanded you. The tent of meeting, the ark of the covenant law with the atonement cover on it, all the other furnishings of the tent, the table, its articles, the pure gold lampstand, all its accessories, the altar of incense, the altar of burn offering, all its utensils, the basin with its stand, and also the woven garments. Someone who loves fashion, please say amen. Please, Yeah, yeah, Amen. I ironed my shirt this morning. That's good. And <laughs> Not expecting that. Okay. I, I, I take the hint. All right. And also the woven garments. God appointed people to make clothing, both the sacred garments for Aaron the priest and the garments for his sons when they serve as priests, and the anointing oil and fragrant incense, people to make perfume people to, to get all the right things and to mix it in just the right way for the holy place, they are to make them just as I commanded you. These people are so important that in your Bible, Exodus chapter 36, 37, 38, and 39 is simply a record of what they did. Four entire chapters, and it's sentence after sentence after sentence, they did this, they made this, They they got the timber and they put this aside. How important are these people? How important are these people? They're pretty important. This is God's house we're talking about. This is the place where God himself has given them the instructions and God has filled them with the Holy Spirit, with wisdom, understanding, knowledge, and all kinds of skills. These are important people. They take up a a significant portion of Scripture and they are working with their hands. But here is the point we need to take home this morning. Acts chapter 17, verse 24. The God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in temples built by human hands. This is the Apostle Paul talking um, at the Areopagus saying, oh, you've got these temples, you've got these gods. God actually doesn't live in a physical building. I love our building. It's great. God doesn't live in the building. Ezekiel in the Old Testament, when God's people go into exile, Ezekiel witnesses the glory of God move out. God moves house. He leaves his his house behind, this temple which he had built. God leaves and he goes with his people. 1 Peter 2 says this, As you come to him, the living stone, Jesus the cornerstone, rejected by humans but chosen by God and precious to him, you also like living stones are being built into a spiritual house. To be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For in Scripture it says, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. You are God's house. You are God's house. And when we do the stuff that God has given us to do, welding, breaking up concrete, catering, fashion. When we do what God has given us to do, when we apply ourselves to it, actually something happens of eternal value in God's kingdom. See, it's easy for us to, stand that, to, to understand that if we're going to send Peter and Fleur to another country, what do we want them to do over there? What would be ideal if they were You know, green site missionaries. If there was no gospel witness over there, we would want them to, uh, probably to try and set up a business and to plug into the local area, get involved in some benevolent community groups. We would want them to, to live with integrity. So the gospel means something. Uh, and we would want them to, to just maybe even employ some of the locals so they could, you know, speak with authority into their life. And we go, yeah, 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 we can send someone to the other side of the world to do that. And that's mission. But if we live in Kerrang, and we are trying to, to hold on to God through the difficult things, if we're trying to live with integrity, if we're trying to reach out to those around us, if we're trying to plug into community groups, we go, oh, that's, that's not really mission, that's not really of much value. I'm not a missionary, I'm not an evangelist. Yes, you are. Surprise. What you do is of eternal value. What we expect mission to look like overseas, it actually looks like here. The very simple second reason we are going to be commissioning one another today is this. Who you are and your skills and your personality, your work ethic, the way you speak and act when under stress, the way your faith is present in your day-to-day activities and in your relationships matters to God. When hard times happen in your workplace or family, or business or friendship circle, the kingdom of God is happening through you. When you invite God to be present in your hands and in your words and in your occupation, you are being built into God's house. He is building you and he is building through you. God's temple is being built. We are living stones. If you find your occupation or day-to-day activities on the screen, which I'm about to read out, I would like you to stand up. Told you we're getting interactive this morning. So metal workers, woodworkers involved in cutting stone or concrete. Come on, be brave. Stand up. Craftsmen, if you are involved with fabric, uh, upholstery, furniture, clothing, making or selling oils. Again, this is what we just read out of Exodus. Okay, Fuel, perfume, engineering, construction, builders, carpenters, plumbers, electricians, architecture, painters, plasterers, please stand up. Don't sit down yet. Please stand up, okay? Because in just a moment, people around you are going to pray for you. So stay standing. Our second group, animal husbandry. Anyone who works with animals, land care, farming, plants, pest management, nurseries, veterinary services, buying or selling stock, Milking animals, making or selling or distributing stock feed or animal products, butchers, abattoir workers, soil management, water management, mining and resource management, Rob, transport, logistics, mechanics, automotive services. Now someone near you is standing farmers, come on. Could it now you have a guinea pig? Awesome. Now Now, in a moment, we are going to pray together as a church, but before that, what we are going to do is we are going to pause for two minutes because the people who are standing in this room at the moment, what they do matters for the kingdom of God and we need to support them. We are in partnership with them as God's household. And right now, we are going to pray for them and we are going to pray that God would bless them. We are going to pray that God would give them wisdom and understanding that they would live and act with integrity and we are going to pray that they would faithfully be part of God's witness. So if someone is standing near you, put your hand on their shoulder, all right, two minutes, and we are going to pray for one another, and then I'm going to round you up and we're going to pray together, okay? I'm going to turn my microphone off. Go, two minutes. If someone's standing, pray for them. All right, just a moment and we're going to pray together. Still standing? Still standing? Not allowed to sit down yet? Come on. All right, let's pray together. Up what we have on the screen. Lord God, we ask that you would bless our brothers and sisters and work your great commission through their lives. Go before them and with them in the places and conversations you have sent them to. Give them skill to shine as your people and integrity keeping their faith real and intact. Amen. All right, please be seated. Group two, science, technology, research, education. Thank you for visiting with us this morning, school teachers and staff and faculty. That's you guys, come on. Uh, Education, teaching, training, recruitment, schools, universities, TAFEs, adult education, faculty, aids and support staff, special ed Medical uh Max and Margie aren't here this morning are they? i pick up Margie. Medical. Health, sport, counselling, psychology, chaplaincy. See, Michael, you weren't getting out of it. Personal carers, nursing, palliative care, pastoral care, meals on wheels, uh, massage, physiotherapy, chiropractic, chemists, you get the idea. If you are involved um in in any sort of education or if you're involved caring for other people, please stand up. Fantastic. If there's someone near you that should be standing in their not, give them the holy elbow. Okay? Okay. Yeah, better. Thank you. All right, you have 2 minutes. All right? If there's someone standing near you and you haven't prayed for someone yet, go and stand with them and pray with them. All right? Don't sit down. Don't sit down. Come on. We're going to pray for these people. All right? It's the exact same as what we did a moment ago. Some people still praying. That's okay. That's good. Um, Let's pray together. Lord God, we ask that you would bless our brothers and sisters and work your great commission through their lives. Go before them and with them, in the places and conversations you have sent them to. Give them skill to shine as your people and integrity, keeping their faith real and intact. Amen. All right, group three. Everyone's getting prayed for this morning. If that hadn't occurred to you yet, okay, you, you are not looking for the specific description of how you spend your time. You're looking for an opportunity to stand up. Lauren, you need to come in here. We're going to pray for you. Someone go out to the floor and pray for Lauren in a minute, okay? We're going to corner you. And you, Norma. (laughs) Group three, hospitality, retail, consumer products and services, tourism, marketing, tourism and marketing, uh, communications, administration, time management, design and media. Management, legal, clerical, accounting, probate, conveyancing, property sales, banking, finance, government departments. If one of these is remotely uh, your field, then you need to stand up if you haven't been prayed for yet. Good, fantastic. All right, two minutes, find someone near you and pray for that person. It is good to be in partnership for the sake of the gospel. Now, a whole lot of people sat down. Come on, come on, hop back up. Hop back up. I told you, we do do stand up and sit down really well. Come on, hop back up. All right, we're going to pray together. Lord God, we ask that you would bless our brothers and sisters and work your great commission through their lives. Go before them and with them. In the places and conversations you have sent them to, give them skill to shine as your people and integrity, keeping their faith real and intact. Amen. Next group is the last group. (laughs) Self employed. Okay, self employed in between. I know there are some people who are here this morning who are feeling in between, okay? Retired, -retired, semi-retired, job-searching, students, school leavers, and those who find themselves at a loose end, unoccupied, in limbo, in a desert space, in between paused, waiting, stalled, or unemployed, If that's you this morning and and you are in an in-between space. Now I'm seeing a whole lot of people who are retired and semi-retired who have not been prayed for yet. If you have not been prayed for yet and you are retired or semi-retired, we want you to stand. If you are a student and you have not been prayed for yet and everyone else who is sitting down, you need to stand up and you need to pray that God would be with the person next to you. If you're not able to stand up, you need to reach a hand out and just grab hold of someone. We are in partnership together for the sake of the gospel. All right, a whole lot of people sat down. Come on. We 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 do this once a year. Let us stand and pray together. Lord God, we ask that you would bless our brothers and sisters and work your great commission through their lives. Go before them and with them in the places and conversations you have sent them to. Give them skill to shine as your people and integrity, keeping their faith real and intact Amen. And we are going to pray and then close our service together. We as a church family today affirm that we are in partnership with one another for the sake of the gospel. We will partner together to support, protect, and encourage each other as God builds his kingdom in us and through us. We will seek to have his wisdom understanding and knowledge at work through us in all kinds of skills in the love of Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. You may be seated. I'm going to uh, invite Alicia to come. I know we're a couple minutes over this morning. That's okay. And we're just going to do that new song one more time. Um, If you need to rush off, that's okay. Be blessed. Let me just pray before we sing. Lord Jesus, I want to thank you for how diverse we are. Lord Jesus, please help us to support one another. Everything that we've prayed for this morning, all the different spaces and places and conversations and situations people find themselves in, Lord Jesus, would you help us to encourage? Would you help us to support? Would you help us to protect? Would you help us to equip one another? We want our lives to be of eternal significance. So, Lord Jesus, bless the work of our hands. Whether we're working with metal, uh, whether we're breaking up concrete, whether we're working with fabrics, whether we're transporting uh, oil or fuel or working with animals or, or, or any of the myriad of things that you sovereignly call people to, to commit their life to, Lord Jesus, would it be your kingdom work that's happening? Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you that you are with us in all these things. In your precious name we pray. Amen.